Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Bluntly, he just got up um, a few weeks ago and went and bought luggage at Walmart and came back home, packed his stuff, set it by the door. And I said, where are you going? He said, I'm leaving. And then I said, wait, you trying to leave a day before the rent is due. And then so I- That was your first thought, not why are you leaving me? Like your first thought was the rent is due tomorrow. This is the plaintiff, LaTanya Tucker. She says the defendant is her husband of six years. And he got hooked on a YouTube channel, became obsessed, and they parted ways. He owes her $4,660, refuses to pay her, and she's suing him here and now for every penny of what she's owed. This is the defendant, Charles Tucker Jr. He says his wife became downright hostile towards him. He was afraid she may go as far as poison his food. And he got out of there because he feared for his well-being. Over all his money, no way. He's accused of enraging his ex. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Ms. Tucker. You are suing yes, Mr. Ma'am. Tucker for the rest of your lease and uh, your utilities because, according to you, he flaked out on you and left you holding all of the bills. Let's discuss that and discuss why. First of all, you folks have been married for how long? Six years. Six years. And um, do you have any children together? No, ma'am. All right. So you moved to Georgia from where? Virginia. And why? I'm an expiring actress, and um, they said Atlanta was the Hollywood of the South, so I decided to move there to be closer to auditions because I'm on project casting, and I always see auditions in Atlanta, so I decided to make the move. Okay, so um, you moved there, and you're living there together in this rental. Are both of you on the lease? Yes, ma'am. All right, and then what happens? Bluntly, he just got up um, a few weeks ago, and went and bought luggage at Walmart and came back home, packed his stuff, set it by the door. And I said, where are you going? He said, I'm leaving. And then I said, wait, you trying to leave a day before the rent is due. And then so I. That was your first thought? Stuff. Not why are you leaving me? Like your first thought was the rent is due tomorrow. <laughs> I guess you knew there because had been he, problems, right? Yeah, he's done this before. He had left when we had moved to North Carolina and he left the day after my birthday 
and it was on the first of the month when the rent was due. This was not the first time he it's had like done It's like guys who break up with you life. during Christmas or uh, during Valentine's Day, and then the, then all of a sudden they come back right afterwards because <laughs> all, all is clear. All is well. All is well. All right, go on. He had left like four times already, and this wasn't nothing new. So he does a lot of spiteful stuff. His goal was to leave me and hope that I get evicted and that I won't be able to pay my bills and be put out. He did that out of spite. He's why why would you nasty. say that? Why, is, why does he hate you so much that he would want that? It's just so that I could suffer and go through why something. Why does he want so, you to suffer and go through something? Why does he want you to suffer? He, we had minor issues in our marriage. And um, all of the issues, I do argue at him a lot about it. But he says it's the past, but it's like every year he does something to make it new. Like he was on Periscope and talking to a female and they were talking about his penis. Okay, he was on what? Wait, wait, back it up, back it up. He was on what? Periscope. What's Periscope? I didn't know what it was either, but it's a platform where people talk live and they can talk about, you know, different, was supposed to talk about different topics and things that they have in common. Well, this one chick got up here and they were talking about how big his penis was and all of this other stuff. How do you know? Because I've seen it like they have where you can go back and rewatch it, kind of like YouTube. And I asked him about it. He's talking about that's her. That wasn't me talking about it. Okay, we ended up moving past that. Then four o'clock in the morning, 418. I didn't find out until the next day, but 418. He direct messaged some chick on Instagram. So you have the password to his phone? Yes. Which would be fine if he wasn't up to no good, but if he's up to no good, you're finding out all kinds of things. So what is it you found out had happened at 418, that he had Instagrammed somebody at 418? Yeah, he direct messaged this person. So I Saying what? Wait, wait, what did he say? He said hello. That's it? But it's 418, I know, but I'm just asking. I mean, that would be enough for me, too. I'm just asking you, was there anything else said back and forth or no? No. Okay. And I asked him, why would he be messaging someone at four o'clock in the morning? He said, because I had nobody to talk to and you were asleep. All right. Okay. now you actually suspected him of some infidelity based on a YouTube channel that he was watching. Tell me about that. He started watching this one person this one woman, and then he was following her around on different channels, different platforms. And then he said he had told me his dream was to move to Las Vegas. And I used to say, we ain't moving to no Las Vegas so we can get pickpocket, you know, because I had heard like in Vegas, I heard in Vegas, like those people are really slick. So I was like, we're not gonna move there. All of a sudden I had heard this lady on a platform talking about um, being in Florida, staying in Florida, living in Florida, Florida, Florida. All of a sudden he leaves. And I when the day that he left, ask him where he was at. He told me he's on a bus on his way to Florida. And OK, her so the bottom line is your husband's around. on a bunch of platforms. You feel like he's being unfaithful. He's following women on these platforms. And uh, and then he bails the day before rent is due. Did he pay any of the rent for May? No, that's the thing. And then he left and I called him and asked him, like I, every time I text him, he would answer every question that I ask him. And as soon as I say something about the rent or about the bills that's due, he stopped answering the text at all. OK, Mr. Tucker, let's him, hear from you. What's going on? Did you want to respond to any of the things your wife is saying? No. <laughs> 
when you continue to be uh, very rude and disrespectful, I feel like it's in God's hand then. So, you know, allow God to be able to pay your bills. Well, here's the thing. God isn't paying her bills. And then God apparently put it in my hands to figure out whether you owe her any money for those bills. So I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. You're on the lease, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. So you left her with an obligation that belongs to both of you, at least in reference to the rent. I know she's also suing you for utilities and what she predicts she's going to use in utilities without you there. But what is your response to not having to pay the rent? Why should I excuse you from paying the rent? What was it like to live with her that makes it so bad that you had a right to leave and leave her holding the rent? I have a right to leave because I don't need to be disrespected by anybody and I am, you know, pulling my weight around. I am. Oh, no, I agree with you. You are you are free and you are American. If you don't want to live with her, you don't have to. I don't mean that. There are two different ways you can leave. One way is to leave and pay the bills. And the other is to leave and not pay the bills. That's where I am. I'm trying to decide whether you have a justification for not paying the bills. So tell me your justification. Because leave, you're not, you, you can leave, you know. Um, and, and that may be the best decision you ever made. You're going to have to get a divorce at some point because you're still married. And that's kind of messy, but that's up to you guys. That's not my problem. My problem is to figure out if you owe her money. You see? So you've got to tell me why legally I should excuse you from your obligation of paying rent there. What was it like to live with her? What is it she did to you? She just, you know, made my life a living hell. And for no reason, because I'm not unfaithful to her. I do love her. It's like, when I tell her beautiful, when I tell her she's beautiful, these are the words out of her mouth. Well, I was brought up that when guys call women beautiful, they actually mean to call them ugly. And that is like abuse towards me because those are my feelings. Okay. What's the game plan? What's your plan? Are you getting a divorce? What's going on? Uh, well, I do actually plan to get a divorce from her. Okay. All right. And, um, can you explain to me why it would be fair for me to leave her paying your bill at that rental unit as well as her bill? It's just I feel like if I'm not there, I don't feel like I need to be obligated to pay it. In any point in your life, or have you ever been able to tell a landlord, well, I left, so I don't know you rent when you're in the middle of a lease? I've never tried. <laughs> yeah. OK, I'm here to tell you it's not going to fly. And just like it wouldn't fly with a landlord, you know that wouldn't fly. It doesn't fly here either because she's got an obligation that she incurred with you. And you've got to pay half of that obligation. Now, you know, why does he have to pay for your Internet, your TV and that kind of stuff when like if if you two break up, he wouldn't have to keep paying your Internet and TV and all that. So why would he have to pay your cable, your Internet, your electric when he's not there consuming it? But he was paying those parts of the bills by himself. I work from home and I have to have phone and internet yeah, to no, work I, from home. You're and answering the question, why do down. you want electric and why do you want phone and why do you want internet? I know that. But when people break up, typically they start paying their own bills. So yeah, what would be his legal obligation to pay the utilities, not past utilities, which are paid up, but future utilities, He's got to pay what you're going to use in utilities. Why? That's something that even if your lease was over and you moved into a one bedroom, you'd be paying your own consumption anyway. Um, and then $500 for emotional distress and pain and suffering. 
Why? Because your husband's lousy, according to you? I mean, that doesn't create an emotional distress claim. He just up, left me stranded with no job, no money. Do you think he's coming back? Like you're in your in your heart, he co- leaves, he comes, he leaves, he comes. Do you think he's coming back? Not this time. No, he's been gone for like he's been gone for a long time. Most of the time, when he do that, he come back in a week or so. Right. So you know this is pretty much over, right? And it's time for everybody to move yeah, on. Yeah, and I've been, yeah, but I've been applying for other jobs, and I do have one that is, you know, supposed to be lined up. And I took a polygraph exam last year to show the whole time we've been together, I have never cheated on him. Why did you take a polygraph exam for that? Because his mom and his cousins and and all of them act like I'm this whore from the city that just cheats Why? on him. Why? Because you're from the city, the or what? Did they have any reason? Yes, to- they are those type of people. Yeah, they they're like, he's from Virginia. I'm from Washington D.C. So they have this thing like I'm from up north and they southern and think he just got this city street girl that don't know how to do anything but let him pay all the bills and I just run the streets and can't cook or clean up and just a city girl. And that's not true. He's talking about I've been hell on him. He's been him and his, I married him and I know a family comes with it. But since I've been with him, he, he forgot to mention that on Christmas of 2019, I was jumped and cut by his brothers, his cousins, male cousins, and female cousins at his mom's house for Christmas, which they set up to happen. And I had to go to the hospital. I had lacerations all over my face. My lips was busted. My eyes was black for weeks at a time. I have a police report. How and the did, hospital has wait, pictures about what, how I was called, brutally What assaulted. happened there? What? Why? Why did that happen? They don't want him with me because I'm from the city. Why did that happen? What happened that put her in the hospital and some family function? Latonya is a compulsive liar. My no, brother no. has a girl. My brother has a girlfriend. No, Miss Tucker, Miss Tucker, don't talk over him. Go ahead, Mr. Tucker, you you have the floor. And for whatever reason, Latonya feels like um, my brother girlfriend likes my brother girlfriend likes me, which is a complete. She has never gave me any indication, and so I just let her say whatever she want to say because women know when other women like their men. So we, we were there, um, and my brother and, my, and his girlfriend, they are about to get married. And so my brother's girlfriend walks in, and I, was like, and I was like, come here, girl. Let me see that ring. So she showed me her ring or whatever. And from that point, I don't really remember, like, what happened. But at some point in time, Miss Tucker went outside. And her and my brother's girlfriend, I guess, had some words or whatever. And... I, I don't know. I really don't know because I was not there. I stayed in the house the entire time because it's like she wanted me to continue to keep having to listen to that story over and over and over again. So I figure if she's not in my life, I don't have to worry about that drama. I don't have to worry about hearing those stories. Who put her in the hospital? The brother's girlfriend? I don't know. What? You didn't talk about it afterwards? No, I didn't. I didn't go to them and talk about it. You know, I didn't I didn't do anything. All right. Here's. Yeah, well, you're pretty absent. You're because if if you I was married to somebody and, and I ended up in the hospital, I'd, I'd expect my husband to know what it was that happened and get to the bottom of it. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, 
Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot What I need to do is decide this case in front of me. I'm sorry that your marriage is falling apart. Okay, for whatever reason, it's falling apart. That happens. And you guys are going to end up going your own way. But I have to decide whether you're allowed to just skip out on a responsibility, not to support her or anything else or to stay with her or anything else. You know, that's between you guys and the divorce court. But for you to all of a sudden be completely relieved of your obligation to pay rent. I realize it's not the landlord suing you, it's her. But you need to understand that whenever anybody rents a place with someone else, and be there no mistake, you are on that lease, there's two contracts going on. The one between the landlord and the parties and the one between the two parties. No party expects to be stuck holding the bag for the other party. So I am going to order you to pay your rent. No, we're done. I'm going to order you to pay your portion of the rent. And you've made it very clear. This is you you didn't pay May and you said, I'm not paying it because I'm not living there. So this is what we call in the law an anticipatory breach, which is very clear that you're not going to pay June, July or August either until the lease is over. So that portion would be $2,628. I don't feel that you are responsible for paying the utilities because those utilities represent only her consumption. What are you trying to interrupt me to say? Um, Thank you. Why? Because she had kept saying I needed to pay the utilities. No, I don't think you need to pay the utilities. But what would have been decent of you is to call the landlord and explain the situation. And then you guys try to end the lease early for less money. That would have been good. But instead you leave and you leave her holding the bag. And that's not good in the eyes of anybody. Marriages break up. But you still got to be there and kind of figure out things and try to make it the least amount of damage. You don't just leave the day before rent is due and say, ah, goodbye. It's all on you. So I'm ordering you to pay. So I don't know why you're thanking me. Two thousand six hundred and twenty eight dollars. Verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff is going to get twenty six hundred dollars from the defendant, not the forty six hundred dollars she was seeking. Uh, Mr. Tucker, let me ask you what you, you feel about the judge's decision. You're on the hook for twenty six hundred dollars. How about that? I feel like that decision is bogus. Because because you wouldn't you wouldn't pay rent and you have to live in like you're a hostage. You know, you don't, you wouldn't pay rent like that. Yeah, but you obli- you're on the lease. That's why you have to pay. The judge says it's only fair that you have to pay, and that's why she assigned a judgment against you for $2,600. You're going to have to pay it, like it or not. Okay. What about the future with uh, Ms. Tucker? Is it over, totally over, as far as you're concerned? Total, as far as I'm concerned, it's totally over. All right. Ms. Tucker, let me ask you something. You wanted a lot more money than that, but anyway, you're going to get $2,600 from him. I assume you feel good about that, right? Yeah. After listening to her say it, I understand like he's not going to be here and he shouldn't have to pay the bills. But the only reason the utilities, the only reason I felt that he should have is because since we've been here, I only had to pay half of the rent. He was footing the utility bills. You prevail. And you understand, I guess, that this marriage is over, right? Certainly sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. Listen, good luck to you. Good luck to you both. So, Doug, when you sue for emotional distress, it has to be really, 
really bad. It can't just be you upset me. It can't be I cried because of what you said. It's got to be so outrageous that it would shock the conscience of the judge. That really is the standard for emotional distress, and it just wasn't here. Need help. What is the next step for suing an out-of-business company or a company where court is unable to locate and serve? If you can't serve, you can't sue, basically. So you're going to have to find the company or a lot of states like Florida, they have to file with the Secretary of State if you're a, a corporation. As a, they have to designate someone to accept service for them. Right. You go to the Secretary of, of State's right. website and then you find that corporation's exactly. registered agent. Exactly. And that's the person who you serve. And they, right. they have to keep that information current. Right. So the real problem is if the company's defunct because right. that's the whole concept behind right. corporate identity. Yes. I mean, that limits liability. And if they're defunct, if it's, if it's a business that's gone out of business, is winding down and liquidating its, its affairs, you can still sue them. If they're in formal bankruptcy proceedings, there's an automatic stay from the federal bankruptcy court that would prevent you really from, from getting anywhere on your case. But a company that's winding down that maybe still has some money, you could potentially get a judgment and extract a little bit of that money. But it's you're such probably a long not shot. Gonna, it's such a long shot that it's you're not going to see shot. anything come out of it, and it e might be throwing good money after bad. Exactly. These are the plaintiffs, Michael and Amanda. Amanda says she and her husband painted the defendant's house to prep it for sale, and the woman fired them on the last day of their job and refuses to pay them. This is outrageous, and in their 17 years in the real estate business, they've never seen something so unfair. They're suing for $2,760, the amount they're owed. This is the defendant, Yvonne Bernhard. She says the plaintiffs didn't know what they were doing. Their ineptness delayed the sale of her home. And if anyone's owed money today, it certainly isn't the plaintiffs. She's accused of pooping out on painters. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Michael and Ms. Amanda, you are suing... Ms. Bernhard for $2,760 that you say is owed to you for work that you did on a house she was putting up for sale. Why don't you tell me, Ms. Amanda, how this came about? Uh, the market's pretty good just about everywhere in Ohio. So I And everywhere to, else I, in America right now. It's a <laughs> seller's yeah. market for sure. Yeah. yeah, I do come across clients sometimes that, you know, they don't have 11000 to have their house professionally painted. And he and I go back and forth sometimes because uh, he helps me on some of our deals. And so did yeah. she inquire of you or did you inquire of her because you heard she wanted to sell uh, a place? She doesn't live in the place she was going to sell, right? Right. Okay. I don't remember. I just remember a lot of chat online. Just people probably asking in that city who knows something for sale. And if if I see people saying, hey, you know, my mother's going to be selling soon. Right. Sometimes I'll private message. Sure, sure. Okay, so what is your profession? A real estate team lead. Okay, what does a real estate team lead mean? So I have agents that work under me. All right, so at some point you connect with Ms. Bernhard and the idea is that you want the listing, right? 
Oh, absolutely. So you're trying to get the listing. And in your effort to get the listing, the house needs some work. And what is it you propose to Ms. Bernhardt? When I come out, I'm going to tell you what it's worth as is. Or I can give you some suggestions on how to make your house worth more money. And what do you suggest to the defendant, to Ms. Bernhardt, that she should do in order to maximize her profit? The biggest thing was cleaning it. Um, There was a lot of stuff there. She hadn't got her daycare items out. So it was kind of hard to see really what you're dealing with. There was moving boxes and she was really working hard at trying to clear everything out. Um, But she I was being honest with her when I told her that houses um, that are turnkey ready, you know, people will fight over them right now Um, if they feel like they have to come in and do a lot of work. And we mentioned, um, you know, sometimes people want to list their house as is. Well, that sometimes makes people feel like they shouldn't see it because there's a lot of major problems. I didn't feel that was the case here. Just thought it really needed a good cleaning and painting. And so you suggest to her what? Um, I, she did know that he was still working on the other home. That's how the whole subject came. Then up. who was, was still, still working, working on, on who would Michael? Okay, Michael was who still is your husband? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, I can have Michael come over and do an estimate for you. And he usually will save my clients a lot of money. So did you and do usually that? usually Michael, yes. And what was the and estimate? Usually, um, the estimate was 2000 because she wanted the crawl space cleared out and power washing. And she really thought that was a little high, not because of the work, I don't think, because of her budget. And... Um, there was communication with the two of them that I didn't know about, but I guess that she told him, I chose you because you're willing to wait to be paid when I get my money. From is that accurate, Mr. Michael? Yes, ma'am, it is. And so, Ms. Uh, Amanda, at this point, you don't have the listing yet, right? Correct. No, I always just work on faith. If they don't like me what at the faith? end of the- I mean, if you don't have the listing, you're not <laughs> going to make any money if it's sold. It's not a matter of faith. It's a matter of contracts. So I guess what you're doing, years. in fairness, is that you're the person who's going to hustle and that you are the one who's going to end up selling it. And so she'll pick you to list it with. So that's part of all that's going on here. And I think that's part of what's going yeah. on with Mr. Michael also, because he's sitting around working and agreeing to be paid once a house is sold. Right, Mr. Michael? Yes, ma'am. I work construction and usually through the winter times, I don't work as many hours. So sometimes I pick up some of this work in the evenings and the weekends when I could. So there was what never was the agreement that, that she would pay? You're suing for $2,000 for the painting and the washing plus $560 for materials and supplies. So my first question, Ms. Amanda, is were the materials and supplies to be included in the 2000 or were they to be separate? In the original discussions with me and Yvonne, and I went over this again myself today, um, we were going to include the supplies, not the paint. But then I actually found, I don't have the best memory, so I went through it myself, and I did tell her that we would supply the paint. I did tell her that. So, I found that this morning. Right. So why why would you sue? I found that last night when I was reading through 300 pages of right. text. So why would you? So you don't mean then to sue for materials and supplies no. separately? Well, because there you, were, please. Why do me. you want to? Okay. Go ahead, Michael. Well, besides that, it's more money. Why would well, you? Well, th- th- this was, was this was the problem with the, with the whole thing. 
I originally talked to her, and then the two of them went back and forth and changed this, and I didn't know anything about some of this stuff yeah, in, in the last three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, Michael, that's what's happening. But see, who put no, you in I that position, Ms. Amanda? Hold on one second. I'm talking to Mr. Michael. Who put you in that position, Mr. Michael? Well, actually, no, it was put your hand down, girl. Was, You're not the one who put him in that position. You put you in I that was, position. I, if you were going to yes, agree I, to do work, put it in writing, have the scope in writing, and then there's no issues, right? That's how it needs to be done. And then we've got the cleaning, $200 in cleaning. Tell me about that. Um, and I mean, we could split hairs. There was a time where she agreed split to get hairs. I'm trying 15. to find where the hair is. I'm trying. <laughs> go ahead. I'm trying to help you, honey. I swear. So as far as the that's good. You know what? Stuff, it's not offensive though when she calls me, honey. It's in a southern <laughs> accent. It does. It feels. It doesn't right. feel right. Your Honor, on on that, the agreement between her and I was: is I was to do light spackling, patching nail holes and screws and stuff like that and do the painting. And what it is, I went over there on a Friday evening and done all the spackling. I come back over and start painting and find where there's been more stuff removed from the walls. I've got to go back and spackle again because Wait, how are there's you... more holes in the walls. Well, yeah, of course. If there's still stuff on the walls, then... This, this, this was going on for the entire month I was painting. More stuff kept getting removed from the home and from the walls. Yeah. Okay, Things well, how are you painting with big... stuff on the walls? Why don't you just take them off? Well, some of the stuff I... The, the stuff that I could, like mirrors and stuff like that. Now, some of the mirrors were stuck, and I wasn't about to pry on her mirror and break it. Right. So what I could remove from the walls and not paint around, I did. Ms. Bernhardt, let me hear from you. Um, the place had a lot of junk in it. Who was living there? I shouldn't call it junk. Stuff. Who was living there? I haven't lived there for two months before they started. Okay, but that, that stuff was all yours? Yes, ma'am. I lived there 23 years. All of that was mine. And then you went to a new place and you didn't take your stuff with you? It's all in storage and I moved everything out. No, no. When when you were trying to list it, I, I see the pictures when she sees it at the beginning, when you're trying to list it. There, there, are, there are trucks of stuff still there. There's just so much stuff. So right. you're trying to sell it. You want to list it. You're looking for realtors. You're trying to list it. You want to list it. And you're upset at how long they took to paint it and power wash it and whatever else because you really had wanted it listed right away. But why is the stuff still there? Because that's not conducive I, to the, selling it. It was removed on March 11th. I got a storage unit in a trailer and came down. And got but there, that's not accurate storage. because I see text between you and her where you're saying, oh, I went and got some more stuff out, went and got some more. The last time I, I hear you say that is March 31st. So there was a lot of removal during March. And how's he going to finish was, painting if you keep taking stuff off the wall? Is it true that stuff was still on the wall? No. All right. So let's talk about what happens. Ms. Bernhard, did you think that you wouldn't pay them anything or... What is it you thought was going on? I thought I was asking her for numbers in the contract and stuff because I know I have to sign a contract and I wanted specific numbers. Like, how much is this costing? How much is this costing? How much is this going to be? And she kept saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And you did, because I see that throughout all those months, month and something of text that you do, Ms. Amanda, just keep saying, I don't know. I'd have to scroll up and look Mm -hmm. it up again. Don't worry about that. Let's just make it the, give it the pizzazz and make it the best it can be. And because she is trying to get the listing. So now I'm left with what? She gets mad and tells you, you know what? You guys are gone. And why does she say that, Ms. Amanda? Uh, she texted me that morning and said, uh, you should see this. I am not happy. And I said, 
He is not done. He will be over as soon as he gets off of work. I'm on my way now because I did not see the finished product downstairs. I was at an open house. What about the upstairs? Had you seen the finished product upstairs? Yeah, the the one bathroom had bled through. It was like a blood orange. And there was some rooms. A couple of the bedrooms really did need some drywall replaced. But that wasn't part. I mean, who's going to replace drywall? No, but what about spackling? All right. We've got some videos. Ms. Bernhard, you took some videos of the things you were unpleased with. Let's just see the videos. Is this the blood orange bedroom? This is the downstairs bathroom. That's the downstairs bathroom, which was not finished yet. It had one finger paint on it. And it was hot pink. Downstairs front room. That is me talking. Unreal. Okay, I see that. Painted right over this back one. Okay, so these are a series of pictures showing the lack of spackling. He wasn't done. That he spackling was done. wasn't done. Okay, well, you may not be done, but it looks like you're done if your paint is over the holes and you haven't spackled the holes. Is that the front room? What room is this, Miss Bernhardt? I'm not for certain. Neither am Maybe I. Maybe the back room. Your Honor, that's where our spackling's just got one coat of paint on, and of course, it absorbs the first coat. So that was the well, living room. You have ma'am. pictures of the dirty house. What's dirty about this picture? It's just the seam of it you can still see going down the crack that he didn't cover over the other paint. Well, that's, that's the because caulking. the paint. It's on your, it, it, the other it, paint's on your, oh, it's top, on the tile. On the tile. That's what Amanda, I'm, you guys said you would fix that and caulk around Well, that would be caulking, bathroom. right? That would not be paint. <laughs> that's caulking. Yes. Was this room painted? Yes, Your Honor, yes. this is the downstairs bathroom. This is the last room I was painting the night before they come put the carpet, and that's one coat of paint. And the problem is, is the walls weren't clean, and it's either got hairspray or something on it, and you can see where the paint kept segregating. But if segregating the wall's not clean, wall. why are you painting it? Why don't you clean it? Because that's oh, one of the things down, she's Honor, suing I, for I, is $200 for cleaning. So somebody was supposed to be in charge of cleaning. Because you're... you're yeah, and, it wasn't, and it wasn't me, Your Honor. No, that was it was your mother-in-law. Go ahead, throw your mother-in-law under the bus. Because it's your mother-in-law who's supposed to, right? Your Honor, <laughs> even the living room, the, the, where I go to paint the living Ma'am, room. Ma'am, that's my upstairs bathroom, Your Honor. Now, according to you, the people who were putting in the carpet offered to do the paint repairs or whatever. Yes, ma'am. And according to you, they're charging you how much? $1,500 for the painting. Did he already do the job? Yes. So here's where we are. Um, we are in the position where I have to decide what the work that was done is worth. And I have to decide that because you folks have left me, uh, Ms. Amanda and Mr. Michael, in the position of deciphering what the agreements were between you folks, because not even you folks know the agreement between you folks, because it was a fluid, flexible effort to get the listing, which never happened. You're vying and vying and vying and trying to get this listing by by being putting pouring your blood, sweat and tears in here. And now you're pulling out and saying, I want two thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars because we had an agreement for to be paid that. But I have to suss it out from these 300 pages of text. And I don't see it the way you see it. I don't see it the way you see it either, Miss Bernhardt. And so we're left with something that's called in the eyes of the law, quantum merit. And that means how much is it worth? The worth of the work that you do is what you guys agree on 
or if you can't agree, what I say it is. And then if the work is a little subpar or a lot subpar, if it's subpar at all, you subtract from that amount the amount it takes to make it right. You see? So that's my analysis. I have now a quote from the other people who repaint. Do you have um, video of the house or pictures of the house and the repainting? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Was this room repainted that I'm looking at? Every room in my house, ma'am. That's the master bedroom that had to be redone. So here's where we are. I find that the work that was done, had it been done perfectly, is well worth $2,200. I also find that the paint job had to be redone. I do find that, okay? Because I agree with you that it should have been spackled appropriately. I'm not... We're not debating anymore. It needed to have been spackled appropriately. There are things that weren't done. And I see that. And I see that the paint job was not Michael's Michelangelo. You know, it, 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 it had to be done right. And I get it. And I understand that you had to pay again. So I find that I will deduct from the 2200 that they were owed $1,200 to redo that. And that means that you owe them for the work that they did Understanding that you had to repaint it, and I agree with you on that, you owe them $1,000 for the job that they did on your house and received no payment for. $1,000. That is my judgment. So let's see how the litigants feel about the outcome of this very involved case. The plaintiffs are going to get back $1,000, not $2,700. Let's start with uh, Ms. Bernhard. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking I will never list with them and I will have contracts from now on. Well, if you do that, you've learned a valuable lesson. Okay, that's it. Nothing more to add. That's it. Okay, that's it. This is your chance. That's it. All right. Okay, you owe them $1,000. All right, Michael, Amanda, I know you did a lot of work. Uh, This is a pretty involved case, but you're going to get $1,000 for all of your efforts. I think you've learned something out of this case as well, right? Yeah, you can't put a price on that. Yep, everything will be in writing from here on out, and there will be no buddy in the middle of the negotiation. It'll be between myself and, and the interested party. Okay. All right, that'll do it. $1,000, and you're the champion of the case, if you want to put it that way. Harvey, let's get your take on this case. What do you think? Doug, to button this up, sometimes there isn't an enforceable contract, but when somebody does work, They're entitled to get paid if it benefited the person who the work was done for. And in this case, the judge awarded the reasonable value of the services. For years, I've heard cops in the movies tell people after questioning them, you can go now, but don't leave town. Can they do that? If you're not arrested, aren't you free to travel like anyone else? This is something that you do see in the movies and on TV. (laughs) Maybe you'll see it on Law & Order and things like that, but it's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. The police can't do that. If you're not under arrest and you're free leave, you can go wherever you want. You can go just, wherever you want. You, you can know. travel. You can you can do right. whatever you want. I think you might have seen it in some of the old westerns, too, where the marshal tells them, you know, don't leave town, right, or something right. like that. Or leave town. I don't want you in my town. Right. Like, those are not things that police officers can actually do. No, and they, police officers obviously have a lot of powers and uh, once they get involved in police and citizen encounters, but that's not one of them. Right. That's going to do it for this session of the People's Court. We'll see you next time.